How do you attract your perfect customer, your ideal client, the prospect that you dream about doing business with on a daily basis? How do you attract those people and not just ones and twos, but rather how do you attract hordes of them into your business? People that are fighting to do business with you, but not just anybody, the kind of people that you would love to do business with for a lifetime. We're going to be talking about that in more today. I'm going to give you really five steps that you're going to need to follow in order to attract your ideal prospects. And by the way, what I'm going to teach you today works for absolutely any niche. doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. As long as you're a business professional, this will work. My name is JT DeBolt, and welcome to the Elite Marketing Pro Daily Dose of Awesome, your 15 minutes of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you get your day started off right. And as you're jumping out here, let me know where you're tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble so I can give you a shout out. And as you do, let me say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining us here each and every single Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Always a privilege and an honor to come at you. And as you're jumping, give me a shout out. Say hello. See lots of people jumping out. What's up, Michael? Good to see you in Yucaipa, California. Eric Duncanson's in the house. Samra Mai's in the house. Good to see you, my friends. And listen, it's uh, Thursday. Beautiful day here in the Pacific Northwest. We've been clobbered with uh, wildfire smoke. Fact: uh, Some reports were saying it was so bad that we had the uh, uh, one of the top five worst air conditions on the planet uh, over these last several weeks. It's uh, finally clearing out, so it's overcast, which is really great because it's better than smoke. So I'm pretty pumped. I can actually breathe fresh air. I'm very stoked to be with you. Samra coming in from Jersey. What's up? Erica, Eric in Atlanta. Daz Smith coming in from the UK. Good to see you, my friends. And uh, really, really uh, a privilege to be with you today on this gorgeous Thursday morning. Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about the, uh, the thing that I think a lot of people want to know is how do I go out there and attract my ideal client? Now, I want to just kind of clarify one thing here. For today's conversation, what we're not talking about is creating a customer avatar. You've probably heard this quite a bit, especially as it pertains uh, to attraction marketing, which is what we talk about here in Elite Marketing Pro, right? What I'm not talking about is going out and actually constructing your customer avatar. A lot of times what happens when we talk about a customer avatar or even uh, an ideal uh, audience is that we start getting into uh, – Think of it almost like, not metrics so much, but um, into demographics, right? We start talking about, well, I want to talk to women, or I want to talk to baby boomers, or I want to talk to corporate professionals that are making a transition. I want to talk to people between the ages of 25 and 40. We start getting into these kind of numbers when we really lose the human side of this, right? We start losing what's most important about uh, the topic when we talk about finding your ideal customer, your ideal client. The first thing I really want you to think about when it comes to this is to remember this isn't just about demographics. And I can, I can understand how important demographics are, especially when you know, you're writing your ads and you're looking for, for your targeted audiences. Those things are very important. So I'm not here to undermine those whatsoever. In fact, I don't want to downplay them a single bit. I just want us to focus on something that is more of the human side of this. And that's really what business is about. It's about helping people. So if we can, you know, find a way to connect our products, our services, or whatever it is we have to somebody's needs, wants, desires, or pains, that's where we become not only successful in our business, but we, we become very effective. And frankly, isn't that kind of the point behind entrepreneurship is to help people through their solutions or help them find those solutions? 
Uh, we're going to be talking about that here in a second, but I want to make sure that this makes sense to you before we go down this path, because this is going to be a really powerful DDOA. I want to make sure you guys are with me every single step of the way. So if you understand what we're talking about, meaning we're not talking about the demographics, the, the academic side of it. We're actually talking about the human side. And if that works for you, if that's something you want to learn, type a one in a chat box for me. Hey, what's up, Catherine? Good to see you uh, in SoCal. Yeah, sorry about the fires you guys are having down there. I am not complaining, by the way, because I know the SoCal, you guys have been clobbered for a long time. Uh, what's up, Tracy Wilson in Alberta? Good to see you. Uh, Teresa coming in from, from Orlando, Florida. Great to see you. By the way, I'll be in Orlando next month. Uh, we're doing a VIP workshop down there. I'm looking forward to being down. I haven't been in Orlando in a while, so get to go down there and hang out in the, uh, in the southeast United States, which I love to do. Angeline coming in from Saratoga Springs, New York in the house. What's up? All right. Um, okay, so Michael makes a good point. He says demographics are derived from looking at individual people. That's true. And again, when I, we're talking about demographics, uh, it's important to know those things, especially as you target your ads. What we're talking about here, though, I'm talking about the influence side of your marketing. All right, I'm talking about the, the, the more personal side, the human side of business. And what I'm going to be talking about will help you dial your demographics in. It'll help you get more clear, not just in who you're targeting, but how you do that, how you message them, how you communicate to them, and how you actually convey what it is you do to connect those folks to your solution, which is, again, what we're really talking about here, right? So I'm going to cut straight to the chase. I'm going to tell you the single most important number one skill number one thing you have to have in order to attract your ideal clients, customers, prospects, whatever you want to call them. I like to refer to them as clients or customers or how we treat our folks as our, as our students here because I don't want you to just think about in terms of prospects. That's awesome if they're a prospect, but you want to attract somebody who is beyond just being a prospect. They are hungry to work with you, right? So that's an ideal customer or client, whichever word works best for you. Uh, think of the person that actually wants to exchange money for your services, the people that are going to sign up to be on your team, and not just the kind of people that are going to show up and use your products, but also the people who might even become evangelical <laughs> about what you do. You want ev evangelists for your program, your product, even your brand. These are the kind of people that really love who you are. Now think about that for just one second. What does that sound like? What does it have to take for a person to be completely in love with what you do? people that get really behind your product and service. What kind of person is that? Go ahead and type it in the chat box. Who does that recommend, Who does that sound like? Uh, if you identify the characteristics of one person, there are many more uh, just like them out there. Perhaps that is true. That, is, that, that can actually be true. It can also not be true if it's done incorrectly. And so today we're going to hopefully give you a few things that you can, uh, that you can um, use to make sure that you make that differentiation. Here's the most important part, and I, I love what Michael's talking about. We are not talking to a group of people. We're talking to a single individual. And when we model that, that behavior, when we actually use that mindset, when we talk to people or we do our messaging, whether it's a Facebook Live, whether it's an email, whether it's a, a post on our social media platforms, when we speak to an individual, the person on the receiving end feels heard. Right? They feel understood. They feel actually that you're paying attention to them as opposed to saying, hey, you guys, which feels like you're just kind of part of a mass when you say you're speaking to that person and you say you and you, you know, refer to them and speak to them as if they're the only person on the planet Earth. They're going to feel amazing. Uh, so that's what's that, that's super important. Here's the deal. And I got to say this. 
the reason for set for me teeing this up and saying, Hey, listen, you know, if you, if you've got a person who's going to basically go to bat for you, that's going to be the person that spreads the word about your message that loves your brand. Doesn't that sound a lot like you? Don't you think possibly you'd want to attract somebody that's very much like you? And that's the point that I want to get to. Step number one for attracting your ideal customer is to be that person. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean you have to change your identity? Does that mean that you have to change your personality? Does that mean you have to change who you are? Absolutely not. But think about this for a second. If you want to have people who are hardworking, people who show up, people who do the, what they say they're going to do, people who buy and don't, don't question the price, don't take time to think about it, then you yourself have to exhibit those types of behaviors, those types of belief systems, those types of really character traits in your every single day life. I'll tell you a very real story. Uh, a few years back when I still had my coaching practice, I was working with a, with a gentleman, a very successful guy for a while. Uh, he had lost his business. Uh, he just threw a couple of uh, you know, business challenges, things that happened, some of it out of, outside of his control, much of it inside of his control. He had lost millions of dollars uh, in his investments and in his business dealings. The thing that he came to me for was initially, hey, how can I turn this thing around? We started working on it. Eventually, the conversation turned to how he wanted to kind of reinstigate his or, or reignite his romantic life. So we started talking about he was dating a woman for a while, and it didn't work out. And then he started dating another woman, and it didn't work out. And finally, he said, listen, you know, I, I'm just tired of this. There just don't seem to be any really great women out there for me. And I said, well, that's interesting. Have you ever thought of what, it, what your ideal partner might look like? And so he said, well, that's a great idea. So he goes back and he makes a list of all the attributes that he's looking for in his quote-unquote perfect partner. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The list was about 40 items long, right? Now, imagine this. Whether you're a man or a woman, doesn't matter. Imagine being a person on a date with this particular individual. And, th and he's got a list of 40 items that basically are his ideal, uh, ideal partner. And it wasn't just the physical traits, it was the emotional traits, the psychological traits, and all the different character traits that he was looking for in his ideal partner. I said, well, listen, <clears throat> that's fantastic that you went through the work of making this list. It's very detailed. It's very specific. Uh, you know, ideally, there's going to be plenty of people out there in the world that would fit this bill. But here's the question I have for you. How many of those character traits do you exhibit? You know, one of his was timeliness. I, he's, he said, it's so frustrating to me when I date a woman and she's never on time or she's late or whatever. We miss the movie because she's taking too much time to get ready. And I'm like, well, how much of that is, is true for you in your life? And I could tell because he had been late for a few of our coaching sessions in the past. So to hold somebody's feet to the fire to, to be a certain way when you yourself are not going to exhibit those characteristics, well, guess what? It's not only a little bit hypocritical, it's also something that's going to throw a weird dynamic into that relationship. What this means is if you want to have people that are going to chew a hole through the wall for success, if you want those strong partners that are going to come into your downline and kick ass, take names, and build strong teams underneath you, then you've got to be the kind of person that leads by that example. And this is the single most important thing. The reason I'm leading today's topic with this is this is the, if you won't hear another word that I say for the rest of today, this is the single most important part. If you want to attract really strong people into your business, you have to exhibit those same characteristics yourself. Now, here's the caveat to that. Let's say, for instance, you want to build a team. 
and you need somebody who's an awesome programmer or you need somebody who does really great web design or you need somebody who's an awesome copywriter but you yourself don't necessarily have those strong skills. Does this mean that you can't bring those people into your business? Does this mean that you should bring everything to a grinding halt until you become a great web designer or a great copywriter? Absolutely not. What it means is that you have the ability as a leader to recognize your blind spots and the areas where you, you have gaps and the areas where you need help and assistance, and you find those people. But you have to have the characteristics of the leadership to be able to lead them. For instance, you've got to be able to convey your values, your vision, your mission, and your purpose to these folks. Otherwise, they're going to be rudderless. They're going to do things, things on their own agenda, and they're not going to follow your lead. You literally have to be the person that shows up with those same values and characteristics if you are going to expect them to have them in themselves. Does that make sense? If this makes sense, give me a two in the chat box. I want to make sure that uh, you guys are with me on this because it's super important. And oh, by the way, this works in parenting. This works in uh, any kind of personal relationship, not just in business. If I tell my kids, I don't want you to swear and use profanity and I'm walking around the house dropping F-bombs, that's pretty hypocritical, right? And it also doesn't demonstrate to them that I actually mean what I say. And by the way, if any of you have ever been to one of our workshops, you know that I use the F word quite fluently. And so you might expect that to happen around the house, but guess what? Here's the deal. I still understand my kids are human. I understand they're going to pick up my language patterns. So for me to chastise them for doing something like that is a little bit ineffective. What I might do differently is course correct slightly how I behave in the house as opposed to how I prefer behave professionally. And this is an example of what you can do as well in your own business. Listen, you're going to be kind of a different person at home. Would you agree? A different person privately than you are professionally? That's okay. That's not being hypocritical. That's not being different. Or, you know, It's not being uh, deceptive or anything like that. It is being a person that you're going to have to be. Sometimes you're going to have to put on the big boy or big girl pants and uh, you know, behave in a different way than you might at home or you might behave around your, your family. So just understand that there's the difference. But if you're going to attract your ideal customers or prospects or clients into your business, you have to exhibit the behaviors and the characteristics and the values and traits of that person. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard to attract them into your business, right? After all, it's called attraction marketing for a reason. People are drawn to you because they see something in you that they see in themselves. All right. Cool. So let's see what's going on here. I see lots of people dialing twos, which is awesome. A couple people dialing double twos, triple twos. That's, that's very cool. Okay, cool. Now, here's the next part about this, and this actually just came up recently. I had a gentleman reach out, and uh, he was talking about how he was being basically harassed by somebody inside his organization or somebody inside the company that he's building. He was talking about this person sending text messages and private messages. And by harassment, I'm not talking about something that was threatening. Uh, nor am I saying it was anything inappropriate, you know, like trying to lure them into a, uh, you know, indiscreet uh, relationship. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. It was just the kind of stuff that's abrasive. It's the kind of stuff that's unnecessary in your business. And he kept talking about this, and he kept saying, oh, my gosh, it's not fair. What might I do about this? And the whole point I was trying to say to him was, hey, dude, you got to rise above the drama, all right? So here's the key to this. Last week, or earlier this week, I talked about uh, focus, right? I talked about five ways to get better focus, one of which was you got to filter the distractions from the priorities. And a lot of times what happens is if we focus on the stuff that we don't love, we get more of it, and that's not some magic sauce. It's just the reality of life. Here's the deal. 
You got to rise above drama if you don't want to have drama in your business. You got to rise above difficulties if you don't want to be down in the difficulty forever. Everybody goes through difficult times, all right? It doesn't matter what kind of business you're in, doesn't matter how much success you've had in the past, doesn't matter how much experience or lack of experience you have. We're going to run into difficult times. That's just the way life is. That's the way business is. Business is a tough thing sometimes. But here's the deal. You have to have that attitude and that disposition that you're going to rise above the drama, right? You're not going to get sucked down in it. You're not going to stay absorbed in it. And you're certainly not going to become part of it. Invariably, you're going to trip over it. Invariably, you're going to get a little bit of it stuck on the bottom of your shoe, so to speak. But the question is, what are you going to do after that? So remember this. Champions rise above the drama. Leaders rise above the drama. And so you want to be a person that rises above the drama. Don't stay stuck in it because it's going to happen. You're going to hear it occasionally. Don't be like this person. And oh, by the way, the person that was doing the harassing and the bullying, if that's what you want to call it, that person is not going to be very successful in business. They're just not until they change that. If there's somebody who's constantly expecting people to answer their text messages and their emails the minute they send them, if they get frustrated because somebody's not feeding them the answer, if they're getting frustrated because somebody's not doing the step-by-step -step for them and hand-holding them, they're probably not going to succeed in business anyway. That's probably not the person you want in your organization. So remember that because you've got to be the person that you want to attract, but you also want to rise above the drama. Unless you want to get stuck in it, unless you want to waste your time, energy, and focus on that stuff, remember that is not going to get you where you want to be, and it's certainly not going to attract those ideal people into your business because winners and high achievers don't want to work in organizations that have a ton of drama. Does that make sense? If that's making sense, give me a high five here in the chat box. I want to make sure that we're talking the same language here. Uh, you know, uh, see, uh, Angeline says, I agree. I don't put up with drama, and I've been able to rise above the drama. Awesome. That's what you, that's what you got to do. And sometimes for some people, um, that's a muscle that has to be developed, right? We have to learn how to kind of deal with that stuff. Um, and Eric, uh, David Duggins says, it's okay to wear different hats. Now, listen, there's some truth to that. Sometimes you're going to have to be the person that's down here, you know, working in the weeds on stuff. Uh, this is back when I was talking about using, uh, you know, perhaps attracting different people into your team member, uh, into your team, whether it's a copywriter and things like this. Yeah, sometimes you're going to have to be the person writing the ad copy. Sometimes you're going to have to be the person coming up with the, with the cute slogan for your brand. In the beginning, you're going to be wearing all the hats, just the way it is. But eventually, as you grow bigger and you've got more people and you've got revenue coming in, you have the ability to hire team members, you're going to be able to do that. But again, in order to attract the right kind of people, you got to what? you got to be that kind of person exude those characteristics and those values and things like that. All right, so lots of great comments coming in here. I see this, and I appreciate you guys. Lots of high fives. It's very cool. Now, the next part about this, and it kind of goes back to dovetails a little bit on what I was just talking about with rising above the drama, is you want to focus on solutions and outcomes. This is probably the single best asset you have to attract really great people into your business because people who are here to succeed, like when you're looking for your ideal teammate, your ideal client, those people aren't looking for more problems. They're looking for solutions, right? And they're not looking to be spoon-fed the solutions. They want to see a person that can lead them through the challenge. Very important that you understand what I'm saying here. This is key and essential, so pay close attention. They want to be led. doesn't mean that they're sheep. It doesn't mean that they're weak or that they lack vision or that they lack work ethic. It doesn't mean that. What it means is they lack clarity, and the fact that they recognize that is a key and essential component to success, to recognize, hey, I'm not clear on this, 
is a big step for a lot of people. A lot of times we just kind of fall asleep behind the wheel and we're just sort of cruising through life until all of a sudden we wake up, we're overweight, we're out of, you know, we're broke or things aren't going well in our relationships. And then we get that wake up call. But what's interesting is that those people who are dialed in for success are the people that go, you know what, I lack a little bit of clarity here and I'd rather not go too far down the path and end up in a broken situation. And so they seek that. And that's what they're looking for from you in, their le in your leadership. That's the reason it's so important to see yourself and conduct yourself as a leader. And they don't want to be taught, you know, what everything that could go wrong. They understand that. And maybe if they don't and you show them, hey, here's what's happened to me in the past and here's what I did to overcome it, what they're looking for is the solution. They want solution-oriented people. They want people who are driven to create great outcomes, and more importantly, the ones that can show them the path to get there, not to spoon feed them, not to hold their hand, not to do the work for them, all right? Again, we're not enabling people, we're empowering them with skill sets and tools to help them be effective and hopefully treat, uh, teach other people to do the same, all right? Does this make sense? Hopefully, this is making sense for you guys. Uh, type, I'll tell you what, type a seven into the chat box if you're with me on this one. Uh, the number seven's cool. I haven't seen a seven in a while, and I don't know how to do it other than to go like this. So let's just type a number seven. Uh, that works. All right, cool. Lots of people jumping in on this one. Focus on solution and outcomes. Absolutely. Here's the thing. If you can be that solution provider, then you become very valuable to people. They don't necessarily want you to feed them. Of course, you're going to have some people that just want it served up on a silver platter. But the people that are really going to get there are going to be the people who are looking at a person that goes, yep, they are figuring things out and they're showing others the way. Now, how does this work? This brings me to my fourth part. If you want to attract your ideal customers and clients, you have to be curious. You have to develop that muscle. Now, some people are just naturally very curious people. Albert Einstein's a great example. People think, oh, he was such a genius, and he was. But probably the single most powerful part of what he was able to accomplish in his career was the fact that he used curiosity. He didn't come from a place of ego saying, well, I know so much. He also didn't come from a place of uh, ego saying, well, I don't know anything, and then parked himself on the bench and said, well, I'm, I just don't know enough yet, so let me go over here and study. Let me go over here and learn more stuff. He was constantly looking for solutions by asking great questions. So curiosity is one of the most powerful forces we have as human beings. In fact, it's the one thing that we all have in common, the one trait we all have that we are inherently born with is this sense of curiosity. It's the thing that causes us to eat. It's the thing that causes us to procreate. It's the thing that causes us to build things, destroy things. It's the thing that causes us to be really who we are. If you want to be the best version of yourself, if you want to accomplish big things in your business or life, get more curious. And if you're a naturally curious person, use that curiosity muscle to find those solutions, to create that pathway to the solutions and help others along the way. By the way, this is a character trait that I encourage you all to put as a must-have when you're working with people, whether they're teammates you're hiring or whether they're people you're bringing on as customers, clients, or people in your downline. Look for that trait of curiosity. Even ask them, are you a curious person? Are you somebody who seeks answers? Are you somebody who will not stop until you find the solution? as opposed to those people who just want to be spoon-fed, right? Because spoon-fed people aren't very curious people. They're kind of lazy. Uh, they lack, they lack uh, creativity, but they can learn. Everybody can learn this stuff, so it's a good thing. You can, it's not like, oh, they're, they're broken and they're stuck and then they, can, they can't be helped. It's a question of having them get curious, and that's one of the most important things. All right, lots of people dialing sevens in here. This is awesome. I love it. Uh, if you want to track the right clients, you have to be curious. Totally true. 
Um, here's the key to this, and this is the final part that I want to share with, share with you guys. All of this makes sense. It seems to be making sense for you, but it, all of it makes sense on paper, right? The key to it, though, here's the number one thing that I said before, and that is you've got to be the person. You've got to actually be that person that you want to attract. You have to exhibit those behaviors, and that means that sometimes you've got to come to my number five point, and that is you've got to get over yourself. So often, we talk about this in the workshops, or I talk to folks on strategy calls, and they say, well, I know I should do this, but, right? And they start talking about all the reasons that they're not able to do this or that. And the simple fact is, it comes right down to them getting over themselves. They're like, I know I should be doing the Facebook Lives. I know I should be putting my ad out there. Maybe I should be doubling my ad budget. I know, I know, I know. They're saying all these things, but they're not doing that. They're not behaving in a way that it corresponds with what they already understand. That comes down to getting over yourself, period, end of story. And we all have to do it. There are times where I'm like, hey, I'm too tired. Uh, I'm too sore. I don't want to go to the gym. Hey, dude, get over yourself and go, right? I don't have enough time. We could talk about that that concept of I don't have enough time in a future DDOA. But for now, understand this. Anytime we have an excuse that shows up, we have a choice to come up with a bigger, better answer. Make your answers bigger than your excuses and take the action commiserate with, or commensurate with the result that you want, and you will get the results you want over time. How much time? Just depends. It depends on your execution. It depends on the quality of your plan. Remember that. Your results are not you. You are not your results. All your results are is an indication of the quality of your plan and your execution, period, end of story. That's all it is. So don't take it too seriously if you don't get the results. Don't get upset if you're starting to attract people into your business that you don't like. Ask yourself the question, listen, am I attracting people that I'm, am I behaving like the person that I want to attract? Am I showing up with those same character traits, the hard work ethic, the follow through, uh, the, the grit, the curiosity. If you're not, now's the time to course correct yourself. Start working to put those habits and behaviors into your business. Number two, ask yourself, am I rising above the drama or am I staying stuck? I just got a notification that my battery's about to die. So I'm going to go through this kind of quick. Um, you know, make sure that you're behaving in a way, but also make sure that you're rising above. Next thing is, you want to be that person that's a solution provider and you're focused on outcomes. You're focused on the win. You're focused on getting through the challenge. Number four is to get curious. When you're curious, that means you're looking for the solution. You're open-minded and you're willing to learn. You're taking that beginner's mindset, that student's mindset, but you're also implementing, executing, and, and tweaking and evaluating to see what you can do differently and what you might do to improve. And then finally, ultimately, it just comes down to doing the thing that you know you got to do, and that is get over yourself. And I see, <laughs> I see some really good comments in here. It's awesome. I appreciate you guys being above this, or I should say being with me on this rising above the drama, asking yourself those deep questions, and, and really being the type of person you know you need to be because guess what? At the end of the day, that's who you attract. If you look around and you see amazing people that you're attracting into your list, having people comment on your, uh, on your messages, chances are you're a high-quality person, and that's the reason you're seeing that. If, on the other hand, you're seeing the opposite of that, it's a beautiful illustration of what you might change, all right? So ask yourself where your focus is. Ask yourself how you're behaving on a daily basis and start doing the actions and behaving in a way that will attract the kind of people that you want to work with, the kind of people that will chew a hole through the wall for success, but more importantly, do it with uh, integrity, do it with character, do it with, with, uh, with uh, you know, the, the right kind of attitudes and, and values that you believe in and that's the kind of team that you're going to love to work with for the rest of your career. All right, my friends, I got a jam. 
Have an amazing Thursday. It's been a privilege and an honor. I do appreciate you guys joining us here every single Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow we're going to have another awesome mentor coming out to share their wisdom with you as well. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll see you very soon.